Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Podcast 63 for Brothers Comics. I am your host, the producer. Uh, on the line tonight, I have uh, three of my contributors to Brothers Comics. On the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Hello, everybody. It's the three plus one tonight. <laughs> nah, don't, t- don't sell yourself short, sir. Uh, you guys right. do know Sandman primarily from the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat, but he contributes on here in the Mothership Podcast as well. Also on the line tonight, we have the female perspective. Female perspective, say what's happening. Hola, what's up? All right, she's back. She's here. She'd missed Podcast 62, and I uh, I think uh, Big Hutch, yeah, Big Hutch nicknamed that podcast, you know, Just the Pips. Um, So, yeah, we did not have, we did not have um, our leader with us. So, yeah, welcome back, female perspective. And then also on the line tonight, it is uh, the co-founder of Rose Comics. It's Big Hutch. Big Hutch, say what's happening. What up? All right. So, yeah, so we're recording on a, a Sunday evening. Uh, not late Sunday evening, but kind of duskish about Sunday evening. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Wonder Woman today because three out of the four of us saw it, and uh, we'll get to that, but we'll go through the regular podcast stuff as well. Um, the first part of that is what you're drinking. Uh, now we know Sandman's a teetotaler, so he doesn't uh, imbibe. So we'll skip you. All right, Big Hodge, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, whiskey sour. Nice, that's the good stuff. Female perspective. Apple teeny. Very nice. I am on a Sam Adams summer ale. And what you got, Sandman? Pepsi. Uh, uh, no, no, Arnold no. Palmer. I had, I had an Arnold Palmer. Y'all know me, man. Okay. Awesome. Hardcore alcoholics. Like I always say, <laughs> I, can't, I can't deal with y'all. I understood. Um, so before we get too far into it, uh, we got to get to the RIPs. And we were talking before we started recording is that, um, uh, one, uh, it's an RIP for the situation that happened in London. Again, uh, a, I mean, a terrorist attack where they running cars into people and, cutting people and stuff. It's just absolutely ridiculous over by the London Bridge. So uh, rest in peace to those people, and we with you, London, uh, for all of that. Uh, the other RIP that we had was Greg Allman, um, singer. I, I, I mean, uh, a singer and songwriter or whatever, performer in his own right. I think probably – Yeah, that's what I was going to just say. Probably unfairly probably categorized or more famous for being married to Cher. Uh, so he yeah. passes away – yeah, in Georgia here this past week. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, 
any Hutch, any Greg Allman memories, favorite songs, or whatever? Um, I mean, that you hear them when you're driving through Georgia, and they're always on all the all Anglo channels. It's <laughs> <laughs> female perspective. Any Greg Allman memories, songs, or whatever? Um, not really. Um, yeah. you know, other than the the you know more popular ones that they play right. regularly. But yeah, Sandman. Um, uh, the there's one song I like. I believe this is him called uh, Melissa. It's uh surprisingly um very good. I thought because you know obviously we're not really into that type of music, but uh, um, it's a very good song and uh, I was all when I was heard it was him or his band you know making it I was like oh wow who knew mm-hmm. so, right yeah, they are yeah I, before we started recording I said uh, like uh, I know Midnight Rider but the only reason I know it is because Dusty Rhodes used to come to it when he was um, he had lost a lead town match to Tully Blanchard and uh, and so then he kept coming back to the ring as uh, and I can't remember the name where he had on a black mask but still Dusty Rhodes Still 300 pounds and doing all of his moves, but he got a black mask on. <laughs> Come out the Midnight Rider. So I know that's all. Awesome. Yeah, I, I may have found out that was the Allman Brothers like 15 like years ago. So it, it whatever. But yeah, so R.I.P. Greg Allman. Uh, whatever. All right. So we're gonna get into the box office report. Uh, hold on. Let me hit my music. All right, the box office report, female perspectives will count us up from the top five movies over the weekend. We all know it's number one, but we'll get there eventually. I got a couple of stop signs uh, for a couple of the movies on here uh, before we get to Wonder Woman. Uh, Female perspective, what was number five? Number five was Baywatch, which made $8.5 million. Right, that's my first stop sign. Um, I know none of us saw that. And I'm pretty sure none of us really watched the TV show beyond seeing the slow motion bouncing boobs, at least for uh, female or Big Hotch and I and and, and Sandman. But yeah, um, that would be me the, also. I yeah, I watched it. Yeah, for the bouncing boobs, you remember? Oh no, no, no! I thought you were watching. No, I wasn't watching it for the bouncing boobs. No, I meant um, yeah, but the movie is a, a absolute bomb like a complete bomb it bombed last weekend it's still currently bombing um female perspective you are one of our major movie contributors and uh opinionators here why would a movie such as that bomb completely um other than it just not being very good i mean i i i thought that you know there might have been an audience for it, uh, because you know, Baywatch the TV series had a little bit of a following, um, but apparently, uh, you know, I guess with The Rock and um, what's his name, Zach Efron, Zach Zach Efron. Efron. They, they weren't strong enough to, to carry off the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about it before. Is um, you know, we had talked a little bit on the last, on the Pips podcast about. You know, it was just about to open, and we were like, hey, man, I don't know. It's, you know, it 
it, the show is trash. The movie was right. probably going to be trash too. So it's not a real surprise that it bombed. As I think it's, it's surprising people would bomb so hard because it has The Rock in it, who, you know, right. essentially in everything, and he, you know, most of what he touches has been, you know, kind of gold. So, yeah, uh, it, the show is trash. It's ridiculous. So I, I don't know why that movie ever got made to begin with. Okay. All well, right, what's number four? The Go ahead. The thing is that Hollywood is just, it's just remaking pretty much everything, regardless of whether it, it was good or not. And it's just a matter of throwing, you know, something out there and seeing what sticks, and and that's what they're doing. Right. And that's movie Sancho. <laughs> yeah, movie, because I just told her that they're bringing back Roseanne, the TV series. Uh, yeah, I, I saw like, that. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're, I, just, I, they're just remaking and rebooting everything. I mean, right. where is the original material anymore? Granted, there are some some true artists who are putting original material out there, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, I think the general audience is hungry, hungry for that, and that's why you're seeing some of these movies do so well. But I mean, yeah, the the reboots and remakes. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah, I, I it, it, it's lot, true. A lot of these things were made for a specific time, uh, you know, period. And if you take it outside of that time period, it, it's just hard to relate to it anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it bombed as bad as it did. I thought The Rock could carry it much. I mean, he's already carrying it as it is, and he's carrying it as far as it could probably go. I thought he'd be able to carry it even further. Um, but apparently even he, The Rock, even he has his limits. Um, but I did tweet out there, too, that, you know, yeah, the movie is probably bad, but don't tell me this ain't also rock fatigue, too. Like, people just tired of fucking seeing him. I mean, that that does happen, too. So, um... So you think he's overexposed? Yes, him. Yeah, he's absolutely overworked. I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, I mean, over the course of, I mean, what, this is his, what, second or third movie this year, and we're in June, and I'm sure he's got at least one more offering coming up for the rest of the year. I mean, you know, three and four yeah. movies a year, that's a lot of movies in today in modern Hollywood. You know, most people are good to put out a movie a year. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so as to not get overexposed. That You know, it used to be that he's kind of doing it the old Hollywood way, where, you know, if you don't put it out, they'll forget about you, where that's not the case anymore. You know, with social networking and all that, they you know, they won't forget about you. They could follow you and see all your exploits. Or whatever. And he doesn't have to do all this, but he's blowing through that. So, all right. What was number four? Uh, number four is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which made nine point seven million. Yeah. And that has oh. made three hundred and fifty-five million thus far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we talked about it uh, ad nauseum. So I'm good on Guardians. What was number three? Iris of the Caribbean, or Caribbean. Dead Men Tell No Tale. That made $21 million. Right. That was my stop sign is there, too. Um, that uh, also... Well, actually, I mean, I thought they said that this movie was doing pretty good, but I'm looking at the budget. The budget was $230 million, and it's only, well, only, but it's made one one hundred $114 million thus far. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to make budget back, but... No, well, it won't make it. It won't make its budget back domestically. Internationally, it will because remember, Europeans love crap. 
And yeah, they love that stupid shit. Yeah, they do. So I mean, I, I think they've. I think they stated that this was the last Pirates movie for sure. Um, but well, they said. Uh, so, wait a minute. Hold up. They yeah, I don't know about all that. Before, yeah, they said that was the one they made before this one, and turned around and did another one. So no, yeah. you can't trust that. If they think right. they can make an extra five bucks off of it, they will make another one. Right. Hutch, why does Pirates bomb like it did? I mean, it's clearly underperforming, even the last one, which was god-awful, too. It's underperforming. I'm not even sure why you make these things anymore. Is there nobody, I mean, only the hardcore Johnny Depp fans and the, I guess, the Disney whores are the ones watching this shit. Ain't no nobody I know outside of uh, they slapping around for Johnny Depp is watching this stuff. The shit is right. awful. It's been awful like three movies. Stop already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is where you get your damn Disney in, sir. <laughs> damn Disney. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Guardians. Damn Disney. There you go. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Johnny Depp is, uh, has become also a box office poison, and he's problematic because he beat up his wife, and yet he keeps getting roles. Um that's very difficult, you know, to continue um, to continue on to be uh, getting roles. But he's also a white male, so shit doesn't change. Um, but he's – I think people are tired of at least this act a little bit, and I don't know that he has any other um, – I don't know that he has any other, uh, like, bullets in his gun, to be honest with you. I mean, this was the one thing that he could come back to to make his money, and now this is a little bit shaky. So, uh Yeah. Fuck Johnny yeah. Depp. Sorry. It's interesting how things have changed <laughs> for him as far as his career is concerned. Because at one point, Johnny Depp was like the man. I mean, yeah. he could do no wrong. Could mm-hmm. do no wrong. And now yeah. I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's over for him in that sense. <laughs> well, not yet. They, he got that other franchise with Universal well, coming well, up. I, I'll put it this way. Some people thought that he could do no wrong, and some people thought he was this exceptional actor and so forth. And I've been saying for a minute that he's basically playing the same character in every freaking movie. Right, and yep. And he covers up uh, with all the makeup and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, mm-hmm. the last time he really did, you know, some real acting, um, I think, was when he did Blow. And uh, what was the movie he did with Al Pacino? Um, Donnie Brasco. Oh, yeah, that's right. Donnie Brasco. That was a good movie. Maybe that was really the last time he, he, you know, really did some, some good, interesting material. Or that's Nam 20 years I, ago. Yeah, that was a long time exactly. ago. I that's forgot it was him. Once he hooked up with Disney and started doing his pirate shit, then yeah, then basically he's been playing that one note for, you know, the last decade or so. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I ain't never liked him to begin with outside of 21 Jump Street. Hutch can confirm my uh, adoration of that show. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, 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 he is what he is at this point. But, I mean, I, again, I've only seen the first two Pirates movies. The first one I liked, the second one was garbage, and I never yeah. went past yeah, that. Same so. well, okay. I mean, uh, real quick, I mean, I heard a good explanation from, on this from another show. It was basically the first Pirates was – it wasn't completely about him. It was about the the dude, the the kid, and the the girl. And um, 
he was kind of a side character, you know, doing his crazy Jack Sparrow shit. And then at the second and third and all the rest of them, it's all been about Johnny Depp's character. And that shit gets old quick, man. And he's doing the drunken pirate, you know, whatever the hell his deal is. Uh, and they've been trying to spread that out before. That shit gets old quick, man. You know, right. they worked on the first one, and then they changed the formula up, and it's been sucking ever since, man. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. So, yeah, so that pirate ship has sailed. All right, number two movie in the world. Number two, hold on, my, my screen save came up. Uh, hold on. Uh, number two, oh, crap. <laughs> number two is Captain <laughs> Underpants, the mm. first what? movie. Number yeah. two? Okay. Yeah, how much did it make? <laughs> yeah, that made $23 million. Right. Oh, Mr. Rock's also working hard, buddy, overworked buddy. Kevin Hart, I think, is one of the voices in there. Not the lead, but the, the black yeah, kid, naturally. He is. Um, oh, really? Yeah, my son read those books uh, when he was in a lower elementary grades or whatever. I, I mean, I never read them. They are what they are. I mean, I, don't, I mean, he hasn't said, hey, you can take me to go see the Captain Underpants movie. Um, but, I mean, they are what they are. It's no Thank different goodness. than me. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Well, that would yeah, never no happen. For sure, internationally. <laughs> um, and it was just, yeah, I mean, he hasn't said anything about it, so I'm, I'm straight, and I don't really feel like the need to talk about it, so I'm good. All right, what's the number one movie in America? Well, you know what the number one movie is? Wonder Woman made $100 million, and its budget was $149 million, so, yeah. yeah. Pretty sure it will make a nice profit. It only made a hundred billion. Only? What? Well, only? Yeah. Well, the, internationally, I think it made. Well, it is the highest grossing um, movie uh, by a female director. So, yeah, it is. Um, that's yeah. Good. And I think it made another hundred and twenty some odd million dollars overseas. Um, so, like you know, like it's over 200 million in terms of its worldwide box office after one week, which was a record as well. I mean, it, you know, it did well. Now we're going to jump into our uh, Wonder Woman review here. Now, Big Hot Sandman and I have seen the movie. Um, and I uh, not female perspective did not, which is kind of ironic. Damn, yeah, <laughs> female perspective. Yeah. <laughs> but it is on the list. Fulfill your womanly duties. Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what woman exactly. what, what, what ever do to you? Yeah. Well, before <laughs> before we get into the review, because like, uh, I think when I'm I'm tweeting about it and I'm I'm posting and I'm responding to people, and there's a sense of, and and feel bad is the wrong expression, but I'm going to use the feel bad because I can't think of anything else right now. Too many beers. I feel bad in the sense that like I don't like I. I, I I know coming from, like, a male perspective, I'm going to have a different, like, take on the character because I'm a male. Like, even with my biases or unbiases, like, I think I'm going to have a different take on it than a, a, a female would have on the character. So, female perspective, like, in terms of the character in and of itself, what did or does Wonder Woman mean to you? Oh, well, first of all, one of the reasons why I was looking forward to seeing the movie because I basically grew up watching the television show with uh, Linda Carter. I mean, and, you know, mm-hmm. as a little girl, that was really the only, you know, female superhero that I knew of. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that was that was who, you know, little girls could relate to as far as that's concerned. So, um, and that, 
you know, that that had an impact, of course. Um, and I do plan to see the movie. I just have not had an opportunity yet. Okay. All right, yeah. I mean, and we all grew up on the show because we're of a certain age. Um so there's that. And so, I, I mean, in, in, as an overall sense, she's never really been one of my favorite DC characters um, outside of the animation stuff. Um, you know, because you go back and watch that cartoon or that one, that uh, Wonder Woman TV show now, it's like, eh, it's kind of cringeworthy. I mean, it's, it's really unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's unwatchable. Well, you know, and, and they kind of both came across my timeline this week, and I kind of, you know, went and watched some YouTube stuff like that and the Bionic Woman and the Bionic Man essentially are the same show. Um, yeah, it's a right. and I, to watch. I used to absolutely love the Bionic Woman. I loved Lindsay Wagner. It was something about her that I just absolutely loved. I just mm-hmm. loved her as an actress, and I loved the Bionic Woman. So, um, yeah, I just yeah. loved the show. Yeah, right. I was too. <laughs> <laughs> For different reasons. Yeah. Um, all right. So, all right. So let's get into the review. Um, Hutch saw it before anybody, which is a minor miracle in and of itself. Uh, he saw it <laughs> Thursday night. I saw it yesterday. Sandman saw it today. And we mm-hmm. shared our kind of reviews, you know, via our texting or whatever. Uh, so we'll let Hutch go first, and then we'll kind of jump in. Go ahead, Hodge. Like, what did you think of the movie initially, and then maybe like after we started talking about it, what did you think? Well, I, I saw it on Thursday. I saw it late Thursday. It was about eighty-five to ninety percent crowded. There was a lot of old ass dudes in there, um, <laughs> including yourself. <laughs> anyway, so I thought the movie. I, I rated the movie on a curve. It's a woman superhero. The the woman playing the uh, uh, Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, Gadot, whatever. She's hot. Uh, so I watched the movie with big eyes, and it's. I mean, it's. A, I liked it. It's a combination of several several other movies. They took the quote unquote best parts of those movies and threw them on there. They. I mean, yeah, I liked it. Okay. Um, go ahead, Sam. You saw it today, so it's yeah. fresher for you. What did you think? Yeah. Yeah, well, like we were talking about before we started the podcast, uh, I thought it was fairly amazing that they would take, you know, such fantastical uh, um, origin story and able to actually tell it to a point that, you know, we could actually believe it. But the same thing uh, I thought of Thor. Preach, which, brother, preach. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and y'all know how crazy Thor is. Wonder Woman is basically the female version of Thor, if you really look at it. And it, it was very. Um, I mean, it moved fairly. You know, it, it was kind. Of, it was a little long. I thought it was about maybe twenty minutes too long. I thought it kind of dragged at the end. But I, I thought uh, Gal Gadot was uh, decent in the role. I don't think she was a great actress, but I thought she held it down enough to where you could believe it was her. Uh, I thought the um, ethnicity of her accent works well with that character. Um, I thought the villains were weak as hell uh, until, until we see who the ultimate villain is. They pretty much telegraph it, but uh, so you can see it. You can see it coming. Yeah, the classic like uh, back in superhero battle. They seem to have to put in everyone. I'm still trying to see somebody break that mold. It hasn't in here, uh, but I mean they did a good job. It's good, not great, but it's by far the best DC movie ever made. 
which ain't saying nothing, but you got to start somewhere. So there you go. Okay. Um, I saw it yesterday. Um, again, we, like I said, we talked via text or whatever, and I talked to Hutch yesterday after I saw it. Um, it really is um, a combination of a lot of movies. And as I was talking to Hutch yesterday, I was like, you know, the more I started to think about it, the more I started talking about it, I was like, the more I was like, man, you know what? There was some flaws in there. Hutch is right. It is being graded on the curve. It's a total Attack of the Clones, a total Batman Begins situation where the movie is being graded against the movies that came before it, which were crap. So, exactly. it's like, man, yeah, compared to Suicide Squad and to Batman versus Superman, yes, it's freaking Citizen Kane. Anything but, good against that shit, yeah. Yeah, but when you kind of think about it and you take yourself out of that, it's like, all right, let me just judge it on the merits of and of itself. And I think I put up somewhere, I was like, it's the definition of I-ight. You know, everybody, you know, slang <laughs> folks know that expression. It's spelled A-I-I-I-T-H-T. <laughs> it's I. It's I. It's I. It's I. You know, and that's about it. And it, 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 and there was, it is too long. I fell asleep during a portion of it, to be quite honest wow. with you. And um, it, it, the stuff where she is Wonder Woman is great. Like, the stuff where she is – and we're going to spoil for you, female spectrum. I'm sorry. The stuff where she is Wonder Woman is great. Yeah, the, the, no man's right. land, the no man's land scene where she goes across, to, that, that is yeah. one of the probably the best things of committed to yeah. superhero – movies. Or that's whatever. a good, that's, that's great. a very good scene. That's a very, yeah. very good scene. That's a great scene. The stuff on uh, Timocera is great too um, with the Amazons, but all the stuff with, um, and I've been calling them the Howling Commandos, with Steve Trevor and the Howling Commandos, yeah. it just yeah. was unnecessary. <laughs> I it was missed. Straight out of Captain America. It's almost It was straight thing. out of the first Avenger. I mean, almost yeah. to the beats on some of the things where you see him very riding the motorcycle, through the war yeah. zone, I'm I'm just like, come on, man, and just mm-hmm. it, it just it it seemed not disingenuous, but it just seemed like okay, now I we know what you're doing. You took a movie that you know some people have a lot of you know positive feelings for, but it's by far the weakest of three Captain America movies. But you took that and you kind of you know blended some of that, and I think you know Sam said the parts of Thor, Thor were mixed in there too. You know, trying to tell that 300. story. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah, yeah, all that slow mo stuff. That's all Zack Snyder in there, and you know, and Ugh, the, yeah. the stuff. You know, I was like, you know what? Okay, Wonder Woman had to see people's good for her to care about them or whatever, and she had. To, right. It was like, but there's this fake thing with her and Steve Trevor. You know that he gets. You know, she finally gets some some Earthling wing wing, and um, like that wasn't necessary, and it wasn't this. You know, this oh, thing where like, well, she slept with uh, Steve Trevor. Oh, yeah, really? well, yeah, it's in... hottie, so I, I can understand that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's that, and it, it's like you know they were telling this thing, oh, she has to, you know, feel human humanity or whatever, and you know, and I, I'm like, right. I really, and the more I was thinking about it today, they lightweights, you know, slipped a, you know, a white man savior trope in there because. You know, mm. he is the, you know, Steve Trevor is the one that, you know, again, he sacrifices himself at the end of the movie, just like yeah. freaking Spoilers, uh, Captain yeah. America does. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Major spoilers. Put too much out there. Yeah. 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 
But they did they slipped that in there too, and I'm just like, this wasn't necessary. Like Wonder Woman, and again, I know they're trying to tell an origin story, and I know that it messes with everything. But they didn't have to slip that in there. They didn't have to have what? I hope not. I don't think they did. Man, if he but if he comes back, who is he? The Winter Soldier? Come on, man. Do that shit. Whoever slipped in that thing at the beginning of the movie, that, it might as well. Uh, granny might smell like fish or something. But whatever. Um, somebody slipped her uh, that picture at the beginning of the movie, and no. I'm guessing it was him. Uh, oh, no, it was. No, you missed um, because you didn't see, you haven't seen Batman versus Superman. That's a key point to Batman versus Superman. No, because yeah. you hadn't seen Batman versus Superman. Oh. Yeah, that's all. But. I, it just yeah, like so. I said, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, usually yeah. Batman versus Superman. Um, so yeah, I, I, overall, like I said, it's I. It's nothing. To, it's nothing to. I mean, the the praise that it's getting online or whatever. And again, from like yeah. female fans or whatever. Like I get it. Like we're gonna be this way when Black Panther comes out. Like people are gonna try that's, to tell us shit and we're gonna be like, Shut the fuck up, you racist motherfucker. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be the same way. That's and I just think that. Um, you know, it's hard to kind of take your blinders off about certain things. And we're not any, you know, we did a whole podcast on our blind spots about stuff. So, I like, I get it. Like, and, you know, and if you see it from a different perspective because you're, like, a lady or whatever, like, I totally get that part. I'm not even trying to on that part. But I'm just, like, like I said, it was all right. It was, again, much better than anything that DC had done. I kind yeah. of wish this movie. Hutch, what do you think if that movie, well, you didn't see Batman versus Superman, but, Sam, what do you think if if that movie would have come before Batman versus Superman would have oh, made would have maybe helped it, the universe it out? Be, it would have helped it tremendously. Yeah, it had to be on the back end of Superman and Batman. Yeah, I disagree. They really? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was I was going to say if they had come out with this uh, first, uh, it would have helped them uh, tremendously. I think because it it would have been a good movie. First of all, not great, but good. I mean, just like Marvel did. Marvel had some of the what the first four they had before the Avengers. I mean, Thor was I liked it. A lot of people thought it was just okay. You know, they had a couple of good Captain America the same. It was good to okay. Um, mm-hmm. But they the point is they were building up to it, and then DC jumped in with you know no, no time nigga let's go and <laughs> Batman <laughs> Superman it was like whoa and then of course the shit didn't make no damn sense and then you know, everybody's like what the hell y'all doing. So, you know, you know, it tripped them up from the beginning. So that would have gave them any you know, time to study themselves and, just, you know, uh, give them a, a course where they were going before they just ran straight into the wall and knocked their full sales out. So, but, and I think, I too, with Diana's kind of uh, optimistic worldview, right. we have that. We have that going into Batman versus Superman, and they, we don't have the freaking, you know, the freaking emo Superman and yeah, how terrible. they messed up Man of Steel, how they messed up exactly. Batman versus Superman, and how those movies are so dark and depressing, and Shoot, uh, yeah. literally and figuratively, and where you finally have a movie, you know, that you know, or a character that's uplifting, you know, and it, instead of centering it around Batman, which I think has always been a mistake. So, um, yes, I. Right. The more I think about it, though, I mean, it's freaking. There's a Red Skull character with the the lady female chemist. There's, it's just, it's freaking a, a straight lip. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Batman somebody on the Star Wars. They just, I mean, Star Wars Seven is Star Wars Four. 
Rogue One, right? Yeah, agreed. Right. There's, you know, I agree. You know, but that was one film copying from the same film group, not one hero <laughs> copying from a completely different other group of uh, another <laughs> kind of hero. Right. Yeah, that's a little. No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> and then, and, and lastly, the the last act of that movie, the thing with Aries or whatever, is garbage. The end of yeah, it, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. That, that's standard. Yeah, standard serial fight. Yeah, it was it was sloppy as hell. Yeah, it was sloppy. Put it was pushed together all at the last second. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, we have to have her fight the big bad or whatever. Oh yeah, okay, Mm -hmm. let's do that. And it was like it was so. Yeah, Yeah, it was it was it wasn't great. It wasn't. And yeah, and based on the comic book, Ares deserved better than that too. Much better. Well, I consider this was during World War One, and our little uh, friend Adolf was twenty years later. Apparently, Harry <laughs> gave it up. Yeah, he maybe. Must, he must have been right. high for another uh, twenty years. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, they've already greenlit Wonder Woman two. Patty Jenkins, oh, the yeah, director, yeah. is already back on. You know, said she's going to do it. As you would imagine, yeah. that it comes back to a um to like a modern times. It's not going to be another freaking retro story. I would hope not. No, they but be pushing their luck doing that twice. Yeah. And the, right. But two. All right. So we're talk- okay. So if this is Wonder Woman two, who would you make her fight Wonder Woman two? That's just what I was about to ask. Like her rogue Whoa. gallery is awful. Her rogue gallery. So who terrible. do you think, Sam? Man, who does she fight? Chitara. Well, shit. I mean, outside of what Cheetah, who we all hate, and yeah. uh, who else? Uh, like uh, what's the the goddess? Um, there's a goddess she oh, fights yeah, too. Uh, uh, turns like people into dogs or whatever yeah, the hell it is. Cersei, there you go. There you yeah, go. Cersei. That's another one. Yeah. Oh, she's, like, like, she's yeah. She's she's a goddess. She's the big spoiler. Alert. She's the so, uh, the daughter of Zeus. They come to um, um, tell you at, uh, toward the end of the movie. So um, the, the reveal is. So I mean, it'd be natural if they had you know some more, more Olympian stuff that she ends up fighting against. They they could they could trot that out somehow. I don't know how they would do it, but that's that's. I mean, who else are you gonna fight? Yeah, Giganta. So terrible, Giganta. Giganta. Uh, I mean, yeah, her rogues are not very good. Nah, um, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. yeah, her rogues are really bad. Donald Trump. So. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. Stop. Yeah, I would too. Only if it's a beating. But yeah, yeah. all right. So yeah, so that's our Wonder Woman review. Uh, we spoil a lot. Sorry, female perspective. Um, but. I, I, yeah, I definitely thanks for spoiling it, especially the ending. Damn producer! Yeah. Damn producer! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no e- there's no Easter eggs either, by the way. Hutch hit us up to that, and like you know, the movie was rolling, and my my people are like, "Where are we going?" I'm like, "There's no Easter egg. We can go. It's not Marvel." Your, yeah. your uncle already told us, so <laughs> it was good. No, yeah. At least they told. We're us. waiting around. All right. Yeah. Okay, so that gets us through uh, the Wonder Woman review. Hold on, let me look at the time check. All right, so we're rolling out about half an hour. So let's uh, go ahead and roll into blurred notes. I'll hit my notes or my music real fast. All right, blurred notes is our uh, 
groups of questions from news, from comic books and whatnot over the week. Uh, they'll give me a number. They'll talk about the topic if they know anything about it. Female perspective always goes first. One through five. Two. Two. Um, oh, yeah, two is like kind of an all of us thing here. Over the past, last week, we all were at two different comic conventions and kind of wanted to talk a little bit about them. You might have listened to the short podcast or whatever, but, uh, you know, kind of give your, you know, your little bit of review about um, y'all were at MomoCon. So Female Perspective, that was your first MomoCon. If you listen to the podcast, Hutch was doing MomoCon before it was called MomoCon. So, you know, go ahead and kind of... Um, he was going before they... Uh, when it was at uh, Georgia Tech, so... Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so how was, what was your impression of MomoCon? What was your impression of MomoCon female perspective? Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And like I said, this, um, like you pointed out, this was my first time attending. So I wasn't quite sure what to expect. I mean, I, I knew that it was, you know, a Comic-Con, uh, anime Comic-Con, but, you know, I wasn't quite sure, you know, how what the setup was going to be and so forth. But it was cool. I mean, the cosplay was great. Um, like I pointed out, um, the um, artistry was was definitely on point. Um, the vendor section had great artists, crafts, uh, would always get sucked in by the jewelry. <laughs> and um, and um, we had an opportunity to do a great interview. Um, with the food Richardson, um, and she was very nice, very pleasant to interview. Um, and and it was packed. I mean, it was packed with all different ethnicities, the young, old, male, female. I mean, basically people just doing their own thing, um, right. which was great. Right. Y'all hit the double up that went two days, you know. y'all. We usually only hit the one-day counting or whatever, Hutch. MomoCon, again, your first official MomoCon in terms of, you know, covering as as, as media as well. How did you think it? Um, actually, I did enjoy it. it and when I first we got there on Saturday, you know, there was a, a lot of other things going on at the World Congress Center. So, yeah, there was a graduation um, going on as well. So that was a little confusing because you had – people going to graduations and then, you know, you had the mobile con and I think they might have had something else. There was something else, right. Yeah. There's always this event or some other type of event. So you got these different, I mean, completely opposite things kind of converging on the middle of downtown, so of Atlanta. Hmm. And that's, I mean, that's always can make it very interesting. So you had kids graduating on one side, people dressed up like Carl Quinn and weekend. It was Memorial Day weekend. Sandman and I went to uh, Megacon in Orlando. Uh, I went mm-hmm. two days. I think Sandman only went to one day. 
uh, yeah. Sandman, you know, what was your, you went Saturday with me and my kids, what was your uh, Megacon experience? Like, you'd been to Megacon before, but not as press. Yes. Yeah, it was different being uh, involved in the press. I mean, let's let's call it true. You, you're the real press. I'm just kind of the hanger-on, kind of like the, the muscle. <laughs> if I need to sell somebody or whatever. There you I go. like but, it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm always amazed at the sheer volume of people that come out to this thing. And I'm and I'm telling you, these nerds are serious. And I say that as one of them, not trying to judge nobody <laughs> or tell anybody or something. I mean, people dress up. People take the, some of the costumes are so amazing and detailed intricate i mean uh they have to have regular jobs to support their mm-hmm. habit you know to make these things so i've, I've always amazed that uh the dedication uh, these people have i mean it was gigantic it was crowded just like um not too long ago we were at star wars celebration at the same convention center and it was on par with that at first you know in the morning it didn't seem like it was as big originally but toward the afternoon man that parking lot was just as filled and it was just as packed I wish I had taken a picture of the line to get into this thing. It was uh, a mass, a sea of people. And these, this convention center in Orlando is not small. So <laughs> it, was, um, it, was very, um, it was very good. The highlights were, obviously, for us, Chris Claremont. We sat in on his panel. We uh, kind of discussed that on Thursday night, uh, comic book chat. Um, we saw Famka Johnson of X-Men fame, Jean Grey. Uh, that was also very good. Um, those were the two big highlights. And um, uh, the joke we came up with is that they should rename the thing VendorCon because you could not walk 10 feet without running into another booth, somebody trying to sell <laughs> something. I mean, the shit was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's, um, I enjoy myself. I always enjoy going to these things. And, you know, at least usually one day is about enough for me. If I go to the, Saturday, the main day, the Saturday, I'm tired as hell and I'm good. But um, yeah. I always enjoy going regardless. Yeah, it was a good con. Uh, it was my first mega con. Um, you know, he did touch on uh, a lot of the highlights of it for us. I went on Friday and then on Saturday. You know, I wish I had hit up a lot of the stuff on Friday. Or, heck, I wish I had gone up on Thursday on the preview day because I could have done probably all of the, the Brothers comic stuff minus the pictures and gotten interviews with people before it got insane. Uh, you know, yeah. note for next Lesson year. Lesson learned. We learned yes, and um, because it's just it Saturday. It's just insane. I mean, the, it's, the, it's, it's the, just too many people. It's, it's too many. Ma- it's too tight. There's so many vendors, and I sent, I think I sent to Hutch. I was like, you know, you're doing this thing for San Diego or wanting to do that. I'm like, you could just come to Orlando and probably you want to get the, the the similar experience, maybe without some of the A-list stars. That's basically right. it. Um, right. But it's the same experience uh, that you're gonna get. Uh, so it was a great con. One of my things. I was having con withdrawal after getting out of there because it was it was such a good experience so yeah megacon was hype uh definitely excited about it for next year already full year out so all right all right big hutch no one through five not two i'm still number one that's right you always take number one um hold on a second i can't read my freaking chicken scratch um (laughs) oh uh yeah the uh there's planning or for um there's been a lot of casting for uh, the new Mutants movie uh, as, Mar- as X-Men or Fox tries to expand their universe outside of Deadpool and the X-Men. They've cast Sunspot and they cast Moonstar, Danny Moonstar. Uh, Chris Claremont confirmed with us on at the uh, panel we sat on that they're going to do the Demon Bear story. Uh, yoo-hoo! And, uh, <laughs> but they ca- there's been some controversy, Hutch, that they cast um, – Sunspot as, you know, he is, they cast a Brazilian actor 
Uh, but he's fairly light-skinned. I mean, if you didn't know, you'd think he was probably white or a white dude with a tan. And then they cast the Moonstar actress who they said, well, she's part Native American. And But, again, somebody that you would think that might be Hispanic or might, it could easily pass for white. So they think that they're whitewashing the new mutants. Uh, what's your thought on just, you know, the lack of diversity in casting for the new mutants? Uh, ain't nothing new. Ain't, ain't nothing new. What is supposed to be the ethnicity of those two characters? Brazilian. Yeah, he's Brazilian. Uh, he is he's Brazilian, but dark he's skin, black. He's an curly hair. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. kind of a little darker skin Brazilian too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how they. Is a native uh, Indian, mm-hmm. one of them folks. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and they did cast a Brazilian dude in the role. He's just white. White. You know. Yeah. Right. And like, right. right. during the view folks after World War II, they went to Brazil and. And got with the native folks, and now we got all these white Brazilians. But yeah, right. Yeah, it's you know it kind of sparked off a little bit of controversy. It was just like you know that character is an Afro uh, Afro Latin person, um, like a black Brazilian. Like I mean, literally like Pele. Like that his kind of his history or his origin is kind of like Pele, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, he's clearly not white. (laughs) He's clearly not white. He's kind of when I in human form, I would say. Uh, if he was younger, I would be I would be like the dude uh, Carlton from The Fresh Prince could be that. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and that's a good example, but he's definitely not white. Uh, and no. that, that's what they cast or whatever. And then Moonstar too, they cast that the other day, and it's you know it's, it's essentially like a white lady. Like, well, you know, I'm part Native American. Like, well, we all part Native American, nigga. Um, so, uh, wait a minute. Hold up. The actress claimed that she was part Native American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so, whatever. sure that went over well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then you know, and then the other cast is like I think uh, that lady that I hate on freaking Sansa. Sansa Stark is no, not Sansa. Uh, what's the other oh. Stark girl that's alive? Arya. Yeah, Arya. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it, and it's just a bunch of white folks. That's, that's basically it. I mean, it's just a bunch of white people. And so Are it's just kind of curious. Is she Wolfsbane? I think she might be Wolfsbane, yeah. Right. Yeah, she is. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> if you had been on the podcast on Thursday, uh, uh, Brother Beavis um, came to that conclusion as well. Because um, he's been trying to read that on the side, you know, of whatever, and he's like, "This is just terrible. The books are awful." Um, so yeah, <laughs> good luck with that movie. Um, because so that came out the new news is the queen or the black queen. That's about it. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, she didn't come out of it, but she was part of it mostly, and she's by far the most famous new mutant. It would be magic. I mean, you know, so that mm-hmm. was something Which okay. Super too. fucking awful. You just take yeah. Noted. It's Fox. Exactly. All right. Um, so yeah, so that's blurred note number two or number one. Uh Sam and anything but one or five. Deuce. No, deuce. Uh no, excuse me, two no, she picked yeah, one and two. Three, four, five. Oh, oh. You yeah, number three. Yeah. Hey, stop. 
The Simmons. You know what? That may be true, but I don't know why you're playing that out on live television. <laughs> Dirty laundry. No, give me what they want. Episode sixty-one. Passport. 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 Yeah, why are you doing that on? Why are you doing that in public, man? No, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. All up in the Kool-Aid. Damn. Yeah, they're not wrong either. But noted. Thank you for pointing that out for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thank you. Uh, but yes, said number three. Uh, this would have been uh, yeah, Susan. Sorry, uh, it was reported to now with the success of Wonder Woman uh, that um, Marvel is looking to push forward with a uh, a black cat and silver sable movie. Um, not Marvel. Uh, not Marvel. No, sorry, sorry. Sony is looking yeah, to push forward to a black cat silver sable movie uh, with two you know characters that are. In the Spider-Verse, I would say Black Cat clearly more popular and well-known than Silver Sable, but also nobody gives a damn about Black Cat other than an outstanding cosplay. Does anybody give a damn about either one of those characters? Hell no. Sony does. That's it. Why do they think that they deserve a solo movie? Because they're stupid and desperate to make money. (laughs) Because they think we're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it inspires some. It's some great cosplay. Let's not shortchange that part of it for Black Cat. But oh yeah, beyond that, is it Hutch? Is it worth? Uh, I don't know, fifty, sixty million dollars to make this movie for the chance that they might make some money out of it. This might not even be good as a Netflix event. Let alone going to the Silver Spring, no pun intended, to watch this shit. Are you fucking kidding? This is awful. <laughs> okay. Yeah, noted. Uh, and, you know, and that's that's part of it, too. It's just like, it's like again, there's the Deadpool effect that we see in these R-rated movies, and now there's going to be the Wonder Woman effect where we start to see some female movies, which is not a terrible idea. But I'm not sure if I would be starting my universe with Black Cat and Silver Sable. Like that might not be. Uh, might not be where I had started this, at all. This might well, be there's a reason they're doing part that. Part of the Harley universe because these what? characters. I mean, these aren't even C-list uh, characters in Spider-Man's universe. These are D and F plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can only use the Spider-Man's back, you know, rogues gallery. That's why they're using all these scrub bombs and stuff that nobody cares about. Nobody gives a shit about them outside of Spider-Man. So, I don't know. They're, they're deaf. I mean, they did get Tom, uh, what's his name for uh, Venom? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of going off. They're not talking about Venom, but uh, yeah. um, I, forget, I can't think of his name right now. But, um, yeah, they got a pretty decent actor for that. I still think it's going to fail, but because nobody gives a shit about that character because it's so... Intimately linked to Spider-Man, but you know, this is this is their plan, trying to make money off what they have. I mean, I can't blame them for it, but they're just going about it in an amazingly stupid way, and I think we all know so, where it's going to lead. So, is Marvel going to do a damn thing like they're doing for Gotham, and it's going to 
with Nick Lamb with Spider-Man in it. It was just called The Bugle and shit or something. And I mean, uh, I mean, that was Nick's idea, right? A damn a story without Spider-Man, but everybody in the Spider-Man universe, dumb as fuck. Nobody yeah. cares about that crap. Like no, that they Gotham don't. stuff is pushing it. I mean, I don't think anybody cares about Gotham that seriously, but it is what yeah. it is. I just don't think that um, this this is not well thought out. But it does lead to kind of like a side brother topic about okay, so if Marvel and or DC or any other company is thinking about like okay, what female hero deserves a movie? Like now we're going to give these female movies like movies a try. Wonder Woman did this. You know, I still think it might be a little bit of a, a mistake for some of them because Wonder Woman has a freaking massive history uh, with right. people. Uh, but if yeah, you're going Wonder to give Woman somebody... It's a well-known, you know, figure. Um, right. Other yeah. side and side characters that the average person hasn't heard of. So that's so, that's the I mean, question. That's the question in female perspective. What female hero that you know of do you think that could support a solo movie? that has enough of a fan base and following to support a solo. I would like to see a store movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of the only yeah. ones that I could think of. Hutch, you can't think of a female hero that could support a full movie? I'm struggling officially. I mean, the, the, I mean there's, only like, there's only like five really top strong female superheroes in the whole universe of females. And mm-hmm. I mean, Wonder Woman, of course, is number one, mm-hmm. and Storm's on that list too. But Invisible mm-hmm. Woman, uh, nah, I tried that. Right, I mean, right, woman, so. right. I got so, one. I don't, see, yeah. I don't see a full-fledged movie of any female at this particular moment. I mean, but granted, they've had Witchblade and they've had oh, some God. That was Paint Girl. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the side mm-hmm. angle, side angle, side angle characters. Right. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. I think Storm, if cast properly and in a proper situation, she could probably be the only one that could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're giving us a, uh, what is it, a Captain Marvel movie um, yeah. next year, I guess, or whatever, coming out with Brie Larson playing Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's yeah. going to be – I mean, can, what, Captain Marvel's become very important in the in Marvel comic books and whatnot in the last – Did you like the new Captain Marvel character? The the with um Carol Danvers? Yeah, that one. Yeah, she's all right. I mean, she's okay. Yeah, I mean, she's I fine. Dislike she's her. fine. Why? What's wrong with Carol Danvers? That's all bad. Damn. Damn. So you really feel, us. Yeah, um, really. Okay. <laughs> look, I'm, I'm I'm surprised they haven't tried to make a Black Widow movie. I'm talking MCU here because um, yeah. they've. They, that character, I mean, it, I mean, yeah, in Avengers lore, she's important, but out in the main, you know, comic community, she's not huge. But they've managed to build up that brand with these movies in the MCU. So I would not be surprised if they uh, try to make something with her. That could be. I mean, you could have Cap show up or whatever, or Hawkeye or whatever. You know, with the whole spy thing, because that goes well together. They already, they already have like half a movie. You're saying, man. I'm pretty oh, sure they're thinking about it, but after that goes in the shell, they're like, Ugh, yeah, that don't yeah. help. I, I agree that, that don't help. help, but this is Marvel, and you know they got a plan, unlike all these other pretenders do. So <laughs> I would trust them before I do some of these other cats. So, 
Okay. So yeah, that's I, I, I think Storm could. Uh, I can't think of any other DC hero female that could carry one. Yeah, it's a short um, except for maybe because of just the name, maybe Batgirl, but just because of the Bat part of it. Um, and uh, Marvel, uh, I'm trying to die Storm. You, you could do. She-Hawk. I mean, you She-Hawk. Could, you could probably you could, do a She-Hawk movie. Yeah, you could do a so. decent one. I mean, she's not well known outside, you know, outside the comic fans, but you know, you'd have to do some some uh, homework to get bring people up to speed with her. But you know, that's something they could do. What's that? She-Hawk. She-Hawk. It's Bruce Banner's cousin. Um, okay. He got a. She got a, a trans. She got a trans blood transfusion from Bruce. I forget why he got shot or something, and his gamma blood transformed her into She-Hulk, the, the, oh. theme, the female version of the Hulk. But she ain't stupid. She's got all the strength, and right. you know, she's she green and stuff. Her, that she her, day job, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's a lawyer, and she stays as She-Hulk. Everybody just knows her as uh, the She-Hulk, and she has a regular job, so. It, okay. They could do it. I mean, if they try. Yeah, it, that might work. Yeah. It, it ain't black cat and silver sable. That's for sure. Oh god, it ain't that. <laughs> right, yeah. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck about that shit. I don't know what they yeah. going to do that. Uh, let's throw, lob this and rate to female perspective because it's right in her alley. Um, the producer of the X Men movies gave an update on the Gambit movie this week. Um, no, that no. it's still stuck in developmental hell. It does not have a director. Uh, Channing Tatum is still attached to it. Uh, they really think they're just waiting for, and I quote, the right situation uh, to get the movie made and whatnot, but it's still nowhere near close to happening or completion. So, Gambit the movie on hold, female perspective. Uh, you know what? I read that article that he was um, where he was expressing why he left the project and he said he had he didn't have a personal connection to it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, it was weak. That means weak. he knew that year was going to fall. I don't blame him. Good for him. He ran away from that bullshit. Good for him. Good yes, for him. The, the director of the Fantastic Four movie for no, the what? one that the last Fantastic Four movie. The last one and the black dude did the other one. What Tim Story? Yeah, I haven't heard from oh, him in a while. Exactly. Yeah. That's why he he run got, again. yeah, he got banished after that shit. Yeah, he, exactly. He, he, so yeah, that that's really what he was referring to. Um, nice. I do believe the the Gambit movie will get made, as I've said repeatedly, um, at nauseum. <laughs> Uh, Tater Head Tatum will not be first off and done. Uh, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, when I, you know, I post these things on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, people are just like, who thought this was a good idea to begin with? Like, why, why does it need to be Fox. a game movie to begin with? It just doesn't make any sense to have it. I mean, nobody, nobody was screaming for a game movie. Um, so I don't. Well, there are fans like, Gambit that that would like to see this character story, you know, brought to life. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I think if it's done properly with the right actor and director, I mean, I I think there is an audience for it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I think that he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
he might be better served for Netflix too. Yeah. You could tell it. Yeah, yeah but I agree with that. That could be uh, an avenue they could take. Um, yeah, maybe do it on Netflix. About six right. episodes. Anything more than that? Uh-huh. I Well, we said on the Thursday Night Comic Book Chat that, you know, he doesn't really have, like, a lot of um, stories that, you know, you could be pulling from comic books to make into movies. So that means you'd be making the stuff up from scratch. And, you know... And I've said, you know, if they go to thieves, kill assassins, assassins kill thieves, like, I'm out. It's <laughs> not going to happen, man. Uh, that's it. I'm done. So you yeah, can't do it. Yeah. All right. Last one is up for, uh, I think it's the Sandman here. Um, it was reported that uh, the director of, is it Rain Johnson, the director of Episode 9 for Star Wars, or seven, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, Episode 8 for Star Wars, he said that there was absolutely no planning for episodes eight and nine when he signed on for this for for to be the director. So mm-hmm. the question I put out there: how much how much was hedging Disney hedging their bet that this movie could have absolutely bombed if there was no pre planning ahead? Oh shit! Yeah, I heard the uh, I, I didn't read the story, but I did see the headline, and I was kind of like, huh? <laughs> as soon as I saw that. That's uh, I can't believe that. I I don't know uh, if if that Disney doesn't leave things to chance usually. Even if you don't like the movies, like the Pirates movies, they still got a plan. I can't believe uh, a B blockbuster franchise like Star Wars they just leave that out there to chance to blow in the wind and uh, have a chance to fail. I don't I don't know about that. That's, but you know what? If, those um. Those people were paying so badly by. But that was George. That was George. Yeah. That, yeah, I agree. I, I think they, there was some trepidation, even on Disney's part, that this could go south real quick. So yeah. I mean, and not and not that they, I think they probably did have a backup plan, but I, the fact that they um, didn't plan out the the other two movies, I can almost believe that. Hmm. Huh. Like, if, if I'm this dude, I wouldn't I wouldn't move take my ass to no uh tunnel in Paris no time soon. But that shit might get you knocked off by Disney. Get you assassinated. Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm talking about this. That's very close to habitually line stepping that Disney knocking off people for talking too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, we, and we call him the habitual line stepper. Habitual yeah. line stepper. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can I see. I can see, and I, I agree with your perspective that, like, man, those movies was paying. I'm not sure, you know, we're about to tell a, a story that, you know, that's blending all these characters that people don't know. Uh, they, they were kind of hedging their bet. They were hedging their bet. Well, yeah, it works, they, that's they, great. They bought the property, and they bought them after, that, after them bullshits, right? They knew what they well, were doing. But that might have been a buy, you know, buy buy low situation. Sell high, yeah. buy low. They well, might have gotten it at that, that but point. But they knew, what, they weren't going to just, what, they were going to redo those? Uh, prequels? No, they're gonna make new ones. That's what they're trying to do. They're gonna make all these cartoons. That's what they're trying to do. They had a plan. That dude is asking for it. Yeah, I thought, yeah. <laughs> they, they, I don't know if like us is the Disney Mafia is gonna knock them off, but yeah, they had a plan somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. It may not have been the greatest of plans, but they had something. They were some direction they were going in. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. That's interesting. All right. Now, okay, okay I, I'm not saying they didn't have a plan, but they may not have had the next two movies planned out. In other words, they could have I can believe that. planned to go in animation or do something else with that property as opposed to, you know, doing two more movies, especially as, as badly as those prequels were, were received. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it could have... It could have gone south, and I think they were they were you know trying to prepare for that. If it did, if Disney ain't gonna do nothing else, they got motherfucking plans, and they got this shit planned out. They gonna be doing Star Wars movies until our kids have kids have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they'll try. They'll try, right? They'll try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I can believe that. I, I definitely think that they were like, you know what? We're gonna make this movie, but we're not gonna get too far down the road on what this is in case people like reject it completely. You know, right, we got, right. I, you yeah, know, we got yeah. a, a woman, a woman, a nigger, um, a fantasy. <laughs> like we don't know what these white fanboys are gonna do. What? How is that? Like, what? How is that line set? <laughs> And uh, you know what? And that was it for the blurred notes. So let me hit my music. Hold on. All right. So as um, the STFU music founder brings us in, all right. Now, female perspective said we might be lightweight going too negative here on this podcast sometimes. So I'm going to keep it brief and short because we don't like want to go too far off in there because we've had like a really good podcast trying to be positive, even though uh, Hutch just accused <laughs> Disney, even though Hutch just accused <laughs> Disney of knocking off right, people exactly. for, for, for saying shit that they wasn't supposed to say. So yeah, um, <laughs> says highest of conspiracy theories. So if that was a nice podcast, I'm pretty sure. Disney Radio got some nice stuff for you. <laughs> this, this is hardcore brother, baby. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give let me give a couple of quick ones that uh that aren't that won't re- require a whole lot of explanation. Um, Tiger Woods needs to get one. You too damn rich <laughs> to be driving anywhere. Without like yeah. Uber or a driver, yeah, or yeah, you Uber under dude. the influence, Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you're too rich for that. You, every everything in your life is lightweight, falling apart. You know, over the last couple of years, whatever. And I understand that. I understand that there could be some poor decision making there, but I mean, you're too rich to be driving drunk on pills or whatever the hell you was drunk on to be having that happen. Yeah, and Tiger is black. They reminded him. (laughs) Yeah, they reminded (laughs) him on his his police report. There ain't no Cavaliers check box on there. So yeah, so that was a quick one. He wanted. Did he say he wanted to recite the the Pledge of Allegiance backwards or what was that? Uh, they. I I didn't watch the whole thing because that's embarrassing for me to even watch that for him. But uh, I only watched parts of the video. I mean, but uh, my man is clearly out of it. Um, clearly, kind of like the Wolf of Wall Street when he had after he got off the uh, quaaludes and shit. Yeah, you know, mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, he was totally yeah. bad. Yeah, that picture, that picture tells the story. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know if he got another, I don't know if old girl got the four iron again. Or. Yeah, he, I, <laughs> I think he needs to be perhaps going to rehab and just take a break. Yeah. He's breaking. Yeah, well, he's been breaking, breaking, breaking all the time. Yeah, he's breaking, yes, he's breaking he's down. Often, but, yeah, yeah, he, he probably just needs, you know, to uh, to. to and, have to go into rehab. And, and where can this mofo go to rehab where he won't be recognized? Well, he's not doctor. <laughs> I mean, but celebrities go to rehab all the time. Right, they're right, and they be recognized by the people. And that's Tiger Mother Blanket Wood. Them, his hairline receded, but that's still Tiger Mother Blanket Wood. And that hasn't stopped any other celebrities from going to rehab. Why? And why they always go back. They all boomerang. Yeah, and they and they, and I've said this before too. There's never been somebody who's been considered the greatest at their craft who's had like this dilemma, like this problem, this whatever, who didn't overcome it and then come back and win like another championship or whatever. Ali had mm-hmm. it, Jordan had it. Like I mean, I mean Gretzky, he got back to the finals even though he never won again. Like after he moved to L.A., like there's these people that are considered the greatest usually have this one thing in there and then they overcome it. I mean, it, it just happens, and he hasn't been able to do that. You know, whether yeah. it's it's golf, whether it's because it's, I mean, yeah, look, at, look at yeah, look at Federer. I mean, he's coming back from this. Like, I mean, it, everybody has that second act, and he hasn't had a second act. And I don't think he's gonna have one. Like I think physically so he's not there he's and mentally. Of overcoming this and, and coming no, back I don't. I don't. I hope mm-hmm. I'm wrong. And I mean, I hope I'm completely wrong. He does, I mean, he's the only. Yeah, he's the only reason I ever played golf. And you know, I mm-hmm. you know, I hope he. I hope I'm wrong, but I, it looks bad. Okay. See, I'm trying to make it quick. And y'all, you ask some questions. Doesn't he have like <laughs> physical ailments? Also, I know he has some Correct. back issues. His, his back is all jacked up. Me. Yeah. So, I mean, that also plays into it as well. I mean, if you've mm-hmm. got, you know, physical ailments, I mean, that, that could also prevent you from from making that comeback. Our uh, producer, yeah. let's keep it real. Is, 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 is Mr. Woods on them shits? Was he on them shits? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't, he, well, he, he was not under the influence of alcohol. So, because it, was, it wasn't there. So, no, I do think he's on. He probably also. He's probably like a legal junkie. He's probably on pain pills and shit. Mm-hmm. I can see that. For his back. I think the problem with his back is, yeah. Oh, was he on steroids? Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he might have been. He might have been. I mean, but look, I mean, again, whatever you feel about steroids and baseball and steroids and whatever, and you don't golf, I golf for a little bit. For a lot of bit, and I haven't golfed more recently or whatever. Um, steroids ain't gonna help you knock down a seventeen foot putt. It just won't. Yeah. It won't. It won't. It won't. 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 I mean, again, it might again. That recovery is fine, <laughs> but it won't let you knock down that seventeen footer. And that you know. But, I mean, but he, he was. I think he was all that stuff. And now that stuff is getting him now. He's going through the ultimate warrior and all the wrestling phase. Well, that shit is fucking with him now at 38, 39. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not good. It's not good. No, but I do think he's probably like a legal junkie on like pain pills and shit. And that's something yeah. hard to kick, man. I mean, that's not, I mean, those things get in you will make you drive, think you in California driving around in a busted up car. If that gets to you, no. So, 
So, yeah, well, Tiger gets one. Does anybody else have any? I got, like, five of them. I'm trying to go quick. Does anybody got anybody? Hutch, you're usually angry. Um, I, or, I, you got like one? To, I, I, well, this isn't an SPFU. I'm trying to go positive. I'd like to give a, a, high, a high five or a kudos to LeBron James for the way he handles, um, you know, oh, the, the N-word incident? His yeah. statement in reference yeah. to, um, you know, the vandalism that was done to his home. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought what he said was very poignant. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm going to try to up his exact quote. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd like to give him kudos to that or high five. Or okay. Yeah, five. we need to come up with whatever our opposite of the SCFU is, mm-hmm. you know, Oh, preach, brother, yeah. preach. <laughs> yeah. preach, brother, preach. I just, yeah. I just say good. I just say good on you, nigga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good on yeah. you, nigga. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> yeah, good on you. Yeah, so that's fine. Okay, so that's good. Hutch, you got an SCFU? You know what? When I, I don't have one. Come, don't come back to me. Bring that shit back no. to me, man. But not right now. All right. right. <laughs> Bro, uh, Sammy, you got one. I've got. I've got one to piggyback off of a female perspective, um, uh, LeBron, uh, good on you. Uh, but this is an SDFU, and you might have this on yours, producer. I'm sure um, I do. Jason Fatman Whitlock. Yeah. And I don't know what's wrong with this cat. He's never been popular. He's always got some bullshit viewpoint that just – I mean, he's an antagonist. He's like uh, Skip um, – what's his name on uh, Fox, formerly of ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a potster. He just says shit to piss people off because it gets ratings. But uh, this time, I mean, he he basically attacks LeBron for his, uh, saying like, "Oh, you ain't got no problems. You got money. You ain't got no problems. You, you, you shouldn't have said that." And I'm I'm kind of stumbling over it, but it was kind of the gist of it. He uh, just came out and attacked him, and it didn't make any sense at all to me. I actually listened to it live. Uh, it was on the radio and uh, Cal- mm-hmm. Cowherd's show and uh, he has him on periodically and he's just an idiot I, i've never liked him uh he's he's an antagonist just to antagonize and this was just another uh uh situation where he does it it's, yeah i think up, man yeah yeah his quote was about like lebron has doesn't experience racism because he's rich yeah because and he's rich like man because he's rich and i'm like <laughs> you know <laughs> And that that's goes ignorant. back to the statement that LeBron made where he basically said no matter how much money you have or whatever, I mean, you can't escape it. I mean, right. here he is He's considered right. to be one of the best basketball players there is. He has, uh, you know, buku money, so forth, and still this stuff is happening to him. Yeah, so I mean, you can. to the statement he made. Yeah, I mean, you can get out the ghetto. Obviously, you can you can buy yourself a huge mansion, a house, and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still gonna be black, and you know, right? Right. And, right. Think, and, and yeah. he pointed out that you know, I mean, it's difficult for for African Americans in in this country. Period. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Even thank you. Interject on that little bit. Um, if you, I don't care if you black, white, purple, dark yellow, whatever. If you write anything on my house, I'm gonna try to whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. And I think so, too but that. If, but if you're if you're racially motivated and you write that on my house, I'm gonna really want to find you, my friend. Right. 
Yeah. Well, and I think in the finals or whatever I do with life, I'm going to hire two or three uh, goons or people who need to work to work on you. <laughs> Every time Kevin Durant scores, they punching you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and there was also, too, um, uh, think of all the microaggressions that LeBron has to deal with when dealing in his upper levels of economic uh, wherever he's living all the microaggressions that he has to deal with dealing with white people. That's racist as hell, too, you know, that mm-hmm. they won't invest money with his company. Or even like what Fear Jackson was saying that he, you know, he rolled with a posse, you know, not his business associates, right. you know, like that microaggression stuff that's, you know, racially motivated. Just just because Phil Jackson didn't call him a nigger doesn't mean that he wasn't racially motivated, you know. So, right. uh, and, and yeah. you and, know what, that kind of goes back to a story I remember reading a, a long time ago, um, where Eddie Murphy and Michael Jordan were at this really exclusive Ritzy hotel um, together, and they they had gotten into um, the elevator. And this is when they were both at, you know, the peak of their careers. And this old white lady got in the elevator with him, with them, apparently not really knowing who they were. Apparently. Yeah, just mm-hmm. seeing that they were African-American. And she grabbed her purse. And here, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, she's in the elevator with Eddie Murphy and Michael Jordan at the peak of their careers, you know, oh, with and she's grabbing her purse. So, I mean, there's no escaping it. There is no exactly. escaping it. What about that story about Oprah and that arrow purse? Where, where she went to her main yeah, her main purse. Right. And, I mean, that's Oprah, blankety blank winter. I mean, she could. I mean, she might be able to buy the freaking place for all I know. Literally. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Um. It is what it is. Okay. Yeah. So I. I yeah. I mean. Yeah. Fat lock. Fat lock couldn't get one every week. We could name the award <laughs> after him. What you call him? Fat lock. <laughs> fat lock. Fat lock. Fat lock is kind of cool too. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, like, he it's like, yeah, he's, he's like Trump. It's every week for that man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got another, I got another one um, here for. Uh, this one will be a quick one. This one will be a quick one, then we can spend time on the last one. Um, I, I guess the people on Fox News went on TV like they were wondering why Wonder Woman wasn't more patriotic. The fact that she didn't have <laughs> yeah. like the red, white, and blue girls on no more. Mm-hmm. Like she wanted yeah. to be, you know, she should, you know, more American, even though the characters from, you know, a, a, again a fantasy place to begin with or whatever. But she's not American, right. so they were like shitting on it because she's not American. I'm like, you know, fuck you, Fox News too. This well, just y'all they, Fox being Fox. Are they Fox. on all these other um, superheroes who are American? Uh, who yeah. have been playing by British, Australians, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't going through mm-hmm. all that then, were they? No, of course not. So then what's the difference? Yeah. It, yeah. You know oh, what oh, it is. It's because a, you know female what. or whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. well, what's the difference? Yep. You know what the yep. difference is. It's a, it's a female, it's a woman exuding things where she doesn't need a man or whatever. And kind of related to that, too. You know, I guess the the what the ale house or the movie house in Texas that announced that they were going to have these all women showings of like a, you know, a couple of all women showings, only women only showings of yeah. Wonder Woman, and like white male fanboys yeah. got all up in their panty drawers 
upset about like this happening. Like, oh well, we should have had like all male viewings of uh, Star Wars, or what if there were all black viewings of the Black Panther? I'm like, I'm all for it, nigga. Yeah, give me an all black show <laughs> of the Black Panther. Oh Lord, in there. You know what I mean? Speaking like, of it, news, yeah, I mean, like, come on, man. Like, this is really bothering you. Like, this is the hill you're going to die on that you really upset that there was an all women showing of freaking mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman? Like, was you upset if there was an all women showing of Sex in the City when that movie came out? No, because you didn't care. It's because white fanboys think they own these characters. That's period. That's all it is. Yeah. They think they yeah. own them because they're white. Period. So, yeah. yes, they get an STFU too. Sorry. All right. Uh, last one is Bill Maher. Did y'all hear that story? I heard yeah. it. Yeah. Um, for those who didn't know, on polit- what has not show is not politically incorrect. I don't even know what it's called on HBO. What's it I called? Don't know. Huh? It's Bill Maher. It's, it's not politically incorrect anymore. No, it's something else with his show. Whatever. It's on just, HBO. Yeah, something Bill Maher. Blah, 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 blah. He had some, I think it was a senator from Nebraska or something like that on there, and they were talking about something, and it was a joke that was like he, the senator said to Bill Maher, like, hey, you can come out and work in the fields, you know, in Nebraska. And Bill Maher was like, in the fields? He's like, no, I'm a house nigger. And, you know, he laughed, the the audience laughed, and the, uh, the senator laughed too, even though he was like later on, like, I probably shouldn't have laughed at that to save mm-hmm. my political career. Um and you know, too late. Yeah, too late. And then Bill yeah, Maher apologized for it later. But like, <laughs> Bill Maher been trashed for years. He has been trashed for years. But like, this was just like verbally like outing it for himself. Uh, just to just to let you know, uh, and this is a Brothers Comics PSA. Um, if you're not black, don't say the word. All right, yep. we're good. We're good. That, there you go. That that covers it. it what about when the song? Nope. Well, what if my friend? Nope. What about, no. No exceptions. No. There's no exceptions for you to say it. I don't care. Period. You don't say it. You can't. What if it's not with the ER? Nope. No. No. Don't say it. Ever. It's not your word. It doesn't belong to you. Don't say it. Period. Oh, so can J-Lo say can, Is she allowed to say it? Because remember when... No. That, to that, through that controversy years ago over that Joe Rule song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she can't say it either. Again, okay. if you're not black. No. <clears throat> Most especially, you shouldn't be saying it. No. Sorry. She can't happen. Nope. I, I mean, again, you know, and it's, people have... And, 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 and as soon as you say no, that makes everybody want to say it more. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. been having this debate for 35 years about white people wanting to say this word. Like, and again, the, well, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know, 450. Yeah, I'm talking, about yeah. I'm talking about more us in general. Like, you know, and again, everybody's got their, you know, even black people got their own whatever's about the word. You know, I'm somebody who uses it, you know, frequently. It's, you know, I just do, you know, but some people don't use Like, in a female perspective, you're not somebody that uses it, right? I have used it on occasion, sure. But, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking in frequency, in frequency. Right. Now, in frequency, I try to avoid using it. Okay. Hutch is somebody who uses it occasionally. Um, 
you know, I'm I'm somebody saying, man, I'm, if you use it occasionally on here, I'm not sure where you are in your normal viewings or whatever. But, but you know, yeah, it, it, but among our people, it slips out more than it, you know. Yeah, I, I, at my, uh, my, my baseline is I don't like to, but it will slip out. And right. I am black. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to happen. Yeah, and I don't use it in mixed company very often, you know. Like, it's just, like, reserved for us. But Exactly. Um, um, but and still. the 300 million thousand people on the Internet. Well, there's that. <laughs> mm, yeah. But that's again, fun. most of the people that are listening to this is us. So, you know, and that's, you know. We're looking for the 300 million people, though. Well, I meant more so, like, us as in our people, not just us literally. But associated with that, too, like, I've gotten, like, notes from people on Twitter or whatever, like, because I'll, you, you know, I issue, like, you know, those hashtag this nigger award on, tw- on Twitter. And, you know, mm. I think some people have come to me, and, and, like, and I stopped using it for the most part. Like, I don't. Like somebody came to me, somebody that I respect on there, um, who happens to be gay, about like issuing like eat a dick awards, and he was, you know, he came to me like in, in direct messages or whatever. He was like, hey, you know, as a gay man, you know, like it, it, it seems like it, it can be used in a way that's, you know, kind of disrespectful or whatever. You know, his explanation made sense to me, so that's why I stopped saying it or stopped as, as trying to say it as much. That's why you haven't heard me say it on the podcast that much, which is fine. You know, but that so people come to me that are like, hey, you know, you use that word or whatever, like nigger or whatever, and I'm like, hey, yeah, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one because um, yeah, I ain't yeah. stopping saying that. So, uh, so, no. So on the other side, what what's your feelings about Kathy Griffin getting getting messed over or whatever? I mean, it was, yeah, it was stupid, and she shouldn't have did it. But Yeah, it was dumb. That's pretty much it. I mean, you know. You can do offensive comedy if it's funny. That wasn't funny. Yeah. You know? That was a shock value. Hey, that that's, 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 well, that's a whole other story. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't think that that was funny, and, you know, it doesn't make any sense to do it. She did it, and she's paying the, the consequences for it. But Kathy Griffin's yeah. white. They'll come out on top. That's how it works. You know, she'll eat, have to eat shit now, but it'll work out later for her because she's white. You know, and same thing with Bill Maher. He might get shit canned for saying this, but it ain't like he's going to be out forever. He'll just go on tour and go underground like, you know, somebody else and then mm-hmm. pop out later on. You know, it's whatever. And this gets to this other thing. This will be the last part of it. Um, um, which, uh, yeah, whoever you black people are that's issuing passes, air quotations to white people to say this word, please stop because – that's the reason that people feel so free to do it a lot of times is because, like, you know, you know, you can say it around this friend that you younger black people allow these white kids to say it and they, they grow up and they just learn to say it. it that's that's on y'all because older black people don't be giving passes to white people to say that shit, period. So that's it. All right. You got anybody, Hush? Uh, I did, and all of a sudden all this flower power is be positive that's awful. That's awful. Uh, female perspective, yeah, anybody? Um, no, I can't think of any. Well, no. you know, the... Don't 45. Yeah. Yeah, that's, other than yeah. that, I mean, because he's mm. done so much, he's taking a minute to go down the list, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think his only agenda really is to get rid of everything 40. 
Right. That that yeah. is his main agenda. Yeah. Mhm. Right. Yeah, that's no that's it. That's there's nothing there's nothing behind it other than that. You know. Like I said, if they could call it Trump Care and left it the exact same way, people would have been like, Okay. You know, it, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> they just want to get anything off of it. It is uh, Trump Care. I mean he could I mean he had the ability to change it. He has mm-hmm. a, he has the the house. He has the the, the Supreme Court, and they, right. I mean, they're like, oh my, so it is. Well, they don't. None of those people really want to throw themselves too fully behind him because they know it could, the House of Cards, pun intended, could it's fall literally. on top of him very, very quickly. Oh, um, yeah, the House is falling. It could go down with him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, everybody wants to. Yeah. Cards, this, yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody wants to go down. Right and I mean, right. a lot of a lot of people that supported him strongly. Are now supporting, yeah, yeah, Heisman from the Heisman post, right? <laughs> so, yeah, all right. So yeah, okay. So that wraps up podcast. I know I messed the number up. Thanks for calling that out. So we'll call it. I don't know <laughs> six two six three, whichever one it is, man. Uh, I don't know. That's it. Um, Brothers Comics news. Uh, we got um. Uh, no cons coming up not until the end of July with uh, uh, the Fort Lauderdale Con, Paradise City. No, uh, I forget. Uh, RetroCon, yeah. Or SuperCon in Fort Lauderdale at the end of July. Yeah. Uh, we're hoping to get press for DC's con, which is called. I sent it to y'all. You remember what it was called, Hutch? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I, I applied for press for it, and not because I can go, but um, uh, our. Uh, uh, we'll call him Brother Jay Les. Uh, he might be able to go if we get press for it. He'll go and cover that for us. That's uh, June 16th, the weekend of June the 16th. Uh, so we might be represented at that. Um, podcast coming up. We have the we had the Thursday night comic book chat this week, and then we'll have um, we're trying to get this Game of Thrones podcast up where we start recapping the season leading up to. Um, season eight uh my my international screening site has been down for two days now so i haven't been able to watch so i'm uh kind of having some withdrawals in season five hopefully it's going to be working by the time we get off this call um so yeah there's that and uh what else uh, i think that's about it really you know we're just hanging out there's been a lot of traffic on the website and the podcast the last few days from all the stuff at the con so thank you for watching and following and all that uh we went over 1,300 followers on Twitter not that much long ago, and now we're almost up to 1,350, like that, like in like a week and a half. We almost picked up 50 followers like in like seven days. So just pushing towards 1,400, 1,500, and uh, chucking on. So, yeah, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all um, at Brothers Comics, B-R-O-T-H-A-S oh, Comics. Oh, 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 if I can interject real quick. Um, Please. Uh, there was one thing that we haven't put up on on the website yet about the um, the pub crawl that Hutch and I attended the superhero pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what a week ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, yeah. And, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was here in, in the Atlanta area, um, and basically it consisted of um, five bars, and you dress up like you know your favorite. Um, superhero, and they had, like, um, superhero-themed shots that you would get at each pub, and um, it, it was really cool. Uh, I I was pleasantly surprised, but I enjoyed it. I like the yeah. 
And um, Hutch went as the Red Skull, and I went as Missy Knight. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw the pictures. pictures. Yeah, they're more, like I did put the pictures like up. I didn't put, the, I didn't put them on the website. I did put them on the Facebook page, though. Not your Misty Night picture, seeing that perspective. I respected your wishes. So, yeah, that, <laughs> I'll make sure that's eventually, sure. And yeah. we, you know, do a write-up. I got your heart in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, you'll be able to find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, leave a review, a rating, a uh, share. Uh, again, the more rankings we get, the more people see it and hear it, the more chance that we have to expand the brand, so to speak. Um, that's that. Now, we talked about exit music at the start. Are we going to go with a, an Allman Brothers song? Hutch thought that would be the whitest thing that we've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can go with Midnight Rider. Midnight Rider. I like it. What's about, yeah, oh, do these Midnight Rider. Yeah, yeah. Go, with, yeah go with Midnight Rider. New Midnight Rider. Nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going yeah. with Midnight Rider. Um, I, mean, I, I mean, those are the whitest songs on. That's the winner's scared. You can't get no whiter, I assure you, as long as I'm associated with this podcast, we will never play Leonard Skinner on this goddamn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, uh, yeah. there is a line. That would be my line. Uh, yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, as uh, the Almond Brothers take us out, the Midnight Rider, um, I think that's it. I'm going to wrap this up as the producer of this podcast, Number Unknown. All right. Uh, Sam, <laughs> sign off. Peace out, y'all. See y'all next time. Adios. Big female perspective. Adios from the female perspective. Big Hutch, don't get fired. <laughs> don't get fired, Mr. IV. No line stepping. No line stepping. No line stepping. It's not me. All right. All right, y'all. It's never me. All right. Y'all take it easy. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.